I have been listening to Audible for years. It just started with a free trial and my favorite Ellen Hildebrand book. And then once I realized how much I could accomplish in a day, like cooking for the kids, cleaning, organizing the house, you name it, um, while being entertained, I was hooked. It has all of my favorite fiction books, but it also has our favorite books on natural birth like Mindful Hypnobirthing, Birth Without Fear, Birthing From Within, Natural Childbirth, The Bradley Way, just to name a few. If you use my link, you can get 30 days free of Audible. Just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally. And I suggest starting with Ina May's Guide to Childbirth if you haven't already, because that is a listener favorite. So once again, just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally for 30 days free. Welcome to Birth Naturally. I'm Kate and I'm sharing conversations and positive stories about med-free birth with you all. Whether you are a seasoned mom, new mom, pregnant with your first, or trying to conceive, I hope these stories will give you some encouragement. Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I just wanted to This isn't our normal time to um, put out podcasts, but I just thought, why not? I have it ready. (laughs) Let's just do this. So today I'm chatting with Nadine. She talks to us about her birth center birth after a hospital birth with her first. Um, She had a water birth. It was a super fast labor. She caught the baby. Um, She went all the way to 42 weeks. And yeah, it's her second natural birth, but, you know, different location. And she just talked to us about how things were different this time around um and yeah it was a great it was a great chat with Nadine so I hope you guys enjoy today's episode and don't forget to follow along on Instagram at birth naturally and also if you could rate and review the podcast that is super helpful or even just sharing it with a friend so you know we can grow this thing a little bit more so yeah I hope you guys enjoy today's episode Welcome, Nadine. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to do this. Yeah, of course. Why don't you st- uh, start by telling us a little bit about you and your family? Yeah, so I um, live in Wisconsin, um, where we get super cold winters and short summers. <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> Born and raised here. Um, yes, but I have two kids, and I've been married for just over 10 years now. My older son is nine. And then our daughter, Aria, whose story I'm going to share today um, is eight months. Nice. So what was your journey like to getting pregnant with your first? (laughs) It was very short. (laughs) Um, (laughs) My husband and I got married and and weren't planning on having kids for several years, actually. Mm -hmm. But um, looking back, I, I really didn't understand my cycle, which Mm -hmm. is so funny because I was in nursing school at the time. And you think that I would have maybe understood a little bit more about that, but Mm -hmm. I totally did not. I did not understand when my fertile window was or anything. So we got pregnant about a month after getting married, Mm -hmm. which was totally unexpected, a huge surprise, huge shock. And, um, so obviously we just, we were like, well, we're just going to roll with it. Like Mm -hmm. I was about to start my final year of nursing school. 
um, which was, which ended up being a huge like blessing in disguise going through that journey. But yeah, so I went through, um, that pregnancy in the last few months of my pregnancy, I was actually on a labor and delivery unit doing like a night shift, uh, preceptorship, mm-hmm. which was super cool because it happened to be the same hospital that I would deliver him at. Um, at the time I didn't, I knew about home birth and birth center birth, but it really wasn't even a thought that I would go that route in my mind. Um, but I had always loved the idea of natural birth. Like I had, I had friends that had several babies at home and all naturally. And I'd actually been invited to a friend's home birth and I missed it because I had overslept and oh, I, no. still, <laughs> I know I still kick myself <laughs> to this day. Um, but I mean, the first time I saw a birth in the hospital, I cried, like I, I lost it. <laughs> I just, I could not hold it back. Um, it was so, so cool. So I was really excited to deliver him and, you know, have an all natural hospital birth. And I was really big on like a birth plan. Like I typed out a birth plan and was you know very specific on what I wanted and didn't want. Um, one thing in particular, I was like, don't offer me medication. Like, don't, don't even bring it up. Right. Don't even like say the word because I didn't want it to be a thought in my right. mind or a possibility. Cause I was like, I know I can do this. But that mental battle is the biggest part to overcome. Oh, for sure. Um, how did that birth ultimately go? And also, I'd love to hear at that time, like what you did to prepare yourself. Yeah, well, I had um, watched. So it's interesting. One of my classes that final year was in women's studies. And we had to basically put together some sort of project, um, you know, around empowering women and things like that. And so I ended up watching the business of being born, which you've probably seen that they've redone it and they've revamped it since the original came out, but I had watched the original and it just, it really opened my eyes to medicalized birth. And, Mm -hmm. um, so that was really interesting going into a hospital birth being like, oh my gosh, these are the things that I might be subjected to. So that was another part of my reason for being very like clear on what I wanted and didn't want. Um, and ultimately, like that birth went went great. It really, really did. I built some good relationships with a lot of the nurses there, so they knew that I was going to be coming at some point to deliver my son. Um, you know, I had a nurse midwife that was really open to me just doing things naturally. Um, mm-hmm. I ended up being induced, um, which you know, obviously looking back, like if I had more knowledge and you know. Um, just like if I was more forward, I probably would have declined and pushed, continued to right. work that out. But I ended up being induced with him, but it still went great. Um, I remember like I went in like the night before they started the induction and he came like by 1 p.m. the next day. So overall, wow. it was a really, yeah, it was a really good birth. I mean, he was eight pounds, like he was healthy. Um, there were no complications. So, you know, there, it wasn't anything like a traumatic birth, which I'm super thankful for, because I know that's not everybody's story when they go in to be induced. Right. Yeah. It usually just leads like to more, you know, interventions. Right. So that's pretty great that you were able to not get the epidural. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I don't even know how you survived those contractions. Oh, it, it was, well, we did cytotech. So I, that was one of the things on my okay. plan was like, I do not want Pitocin. Like, right. I, oh yeah. No way. Cause I had learned about it through watching that documentary. And so I was like, you know, I'll do the cytotech, but I remember that there got, came to a point where I'd gotten three out of the four doses, nothing was moving. 
shocker because my body probably just wasn't ready to deliver. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I just remember getting up, walking around, praying because I was like, you know, I really want to avoid the Pitocin. And then mm-hmm. that later that morning, things ended up kicking in naturally and, and starting. So, but yeah, I mean, I would say to answer your original question, like, I mean, talking to people that had gone through natural birth and really mm-hmm. getting just their encouragement was, was huge. Um, yeah. I, I wasn't like pregnant with anybody at the same time. You know, it's, I think it's fun to be pregnant with a buddy or with a friend Oh yeah. Um, or fa- like another like family member at the same time, but I didn't have that, but I did have friends that had had several babies already. And so they just gave me lots of encouragement, words of wisdom. Um, you know, I did, I, I knew that my mental game had to be strong. So I just mm-hmm. spent a lot of time like building myself up that way. Um, which looking back, I was, you know, I'm glad I did because that really was the biggest piece of it. Cause I remember at one point yeah. pushing and being like, how much longer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't and think I can make saying, it. <laughs> like probably only 20 more minutes. And, you know, it was like those things that got me, like got me through a little bit, you know, a little bit more and a little bit longer till right. we, we finally yeah. came. Definitely. Wow. So, you know, when did you decide that, you know, you have a a big gap between your kids? When did you decide like it was time to start trying for another baby? (laughs) Yeah, Um, it was probably, gosh, so we, you know, we just, we were super young when we had Mm -hmm. um, 21 and 22 or yeah, like 20, both turned 22, I think around that time, Um, you know, obviously I was just starting a career in nursing. My mm-hmm. husband was planning to go to college and finish college. And so we put, you know, growing a family on hold um, for several years. And um, I, th- I think it was the summer of 20, what would that be? 2022 or no, 2021. I'm sorry mm-hmm. that we had to start trying. And it took about nine months. And mm-hmm. um, I think a big reason for that was I had an IUD for a while, um, a hormonal IUD, um, which, you know, I won't ever do that again because it really goes against my my personal health values. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, you know, going through a lot of just life and distress, you know, your body isn't ready to support a baby. And I totally believe in the body's intelligence. And if the body doesn't know that it can support growing another life, it's not going to. Yeah. So I'm a huge advocate for like, you know, six to 12 months before you want to get pregnant start getting yourself healthy, right? Like Mm -hmm. start getting your nutrition in order, start taking a really good prenatal, you know, do nutritional testing if, if you need to, because Mm -hmm. you can't just say, okay, one day I want to have a baby and then, you know, it'll happen happen right away. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't always, it happens when you don't expect it to, but but like when you wanted to, yeah. And the stress of it. Yeah. That makes total sense. So, you know, when you, when you did get pregnant, how, how were you feeling and how did your pregnancy go? Yeah. Um, when we did, um, get pregnant, it, I didn't know it for the first month. And so that was super funny. I was doing like a a lifting competition that month and just like, just things that I probably would not have been doing if I had known I was pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I remember I, you know, had done the lifting competition and I think just coming down from just the excitement and the stress of that, like I got sick with a cold and then that like the, the week went by the cold kind of resolved, but then I was like, just not feeling good that next week, like super nauseous, just, and incredibly tired. You know, I was just like, what is this? And I'm like, I think I must just like have, you know, I just must still be sick. Right. 
when I like realized, okay, my period is definitely, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to get too excited. So I just, I let it, I let it go for a little while. Um, and didn't, you know, didn't, didn't do anything about it. But I remember saying something to my boss and I was like, I was like, man, I'm just not feeling good. And he said, well, did you get your period? And that question is, (laughs) is like, maybe for some people it'd be weird if you got asked that, but we all, we all work in a natural health center, a chiropractic and health center. And so we are very open about health. (laughs) Um, you know, him and his wife, um, actually she's been on your show before Jenna. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. So we're all very, you know, open about like, we want to grow our families and we love Mm -hmm. kids and babies. And so when he asked me, I was like, Oh, Oh yeah, you know it's late. And he's like, "All right, like that might be that might be your sign." And I'm like, "No, no, no, I, I'll be fine." Well, then later that week, you know, I just could not explain away this fatigue and just feeling so nauseous. So, took a test. Um, I think I took two or three to, to make sure it was legit. And then I told my husband that evening, and I was like, "I don't know, I, I, I didn't know why I was so emotional, but now I know why." And <laughs> It was, it was I, really exciting. It was I'm cool like and- so impressed that you didn't run out at the first sign. Like I took tests before I should have been taking tests, knowing that they'd be negative, you know, because it wasn't time yet, but I'm impressed that you waited that long to take one. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I didn't want to get my hopes up and, yeah. um, you know, and have it maybe be a false positive or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> I remember telling myself, I'll give myself till Friday. And I ended up taking a test on a Wednesday because I was like, all right, I got it. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, no, it was super cool. We told our son pretty much right away, maybe like that next week. And he was really excited. He'd been wanting mm-hmm. a sibling for a long time. And um, so it was it was really cool. I mean, the first few months were were hard. Just I never like threw up or had, you know, really bad morning sickness. I just would have like these waves of intense nausea and Mm -hmm. thankfully I'd be able to work through them. Like it, I would be good when I'd be at the office. And then as soon as I would get home, I would just crash. Mm -hmm. Um, So in a way that was a blessing because I was able to get through working and meeting with patients, you know, without Mm -hmm. having to run to the bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) Something Uh, like that. I know you got lucky. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, that fatigue, that was, that was uh, crazy. That was my first sign that it was maybe a girl because I was so, so tired and I wasn't like that at all with my son the first mm -hmm. time around. (laughs) I like, I mean, I was tired in the first, uh, first trimester, but never had that fatigue. Like some women talk about like, just literally can't get off the couch. Like they're just so exhausted. And that that sounds rough. Like, I, I don't know how people would work through that feeling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm just glad I didn't like throw up and have like, you yeah. know, the dehydration factor and all yeah. that. I mean, yeah, I ate a lot so. of like carbs and things that I mm-hmm. wouldn't normally like indulge yeah. in. I remember wanting a lot of sugar. <laughs> it was really kind of weird. I was like, all I want is like donuts and cookies and popcorn. Like popcorn was like, that's like what I wanted to eat. And, um, yeah, well, it just, could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> Popcorn's probably be the best of like the, the snack. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. You wonder how babies like can survive on, you know, the junk you eat in the first trimester. Cause you just have to keep yourself fed and it's whatever you can, you know, keep down. <laughs> like right. I survived on baked potatoes. So, and that's just what I ate. <laughs> 
as long as you're taking a good prenatal and yeah exactly you know mm-hmm. trying to drink your water <laughs> you do the best you can <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> so you know how did what did you do this time around to prepare yourself you know it had been a few years so did you kind mm-hmm. of like have to do a lot of things all over again or or what was that like yeah I mean well this time around like you know it's funny like I feel like super old when I say like I didn't really have a lot of social media back when I had my son but like Mm -hmm. Instagram wasn't a thing but now like right with Instagram and like all these different like pages and accounts that we can follow and podcasts out there you know there's no shortage of positive Mm -hmm. information and encouragement about natural birth. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I listened to all sorts of things. I mean, everything from free birth stories to, you know, hospital birth stories and, um, but, and, and a lot of like mindset podcasts too, just like reminding me like, okay, like your body is made to do this and, you know, kind of, you know, talking about how hospital birth is not really the way to go and the -hmm. cascade of interventions. So just reminded me that, okay, like I, you know, I can do this. Like my body is meant to do this. And I was excited. Like I, I remember the feeling when my son was born, just feeling like I had won a major championship and Mm -hmm. how awesome that is. And I think it's such a blessing to be able to experience that because, you know, if you think about it, like we're only able to have children for a very short window of time in our life. And, um, I mean, the labor experience, is just a blip <laughs> in the mm-hmm. span of life. So to make the most of it and to really make it as empowering as you can, I think is so, so important. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was excited. I mean, I I knew that I could do it. I just made sure I was feeding myself with all the right, right information. And um, this time around, I had a friend to be pregnant with. So Jenna actually was, who has been on your show before she was pregnant with her son at that time. And so that was really awesome. Um, you know, to not feel like alone, <laughs> you yeah. know, like someone to empathize with you and, and, you know, just, just to, you know, go through the feelings with you. And, mm-hmm. um, so that was really cool. I highly recommend it. You know, if you have a sister-in-law or a friend that, you know, you can, um, you know, kind of find camaraderie with while you're pregnant. I think that that's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's so helpful. Yeah. So, it so much more fun. Uh, yeah. Um, talk to us a little bit about how you decided that you didn't want to, you know, have a, have your baby at the hospital this time around. Yeah. I mean, well, COVID was a huge thing, you know, just seeing the, <laughs> what happened happened in hospitals or hearing about rather what happened in hospitals as a result of, you know, these restrictions and these lockdowns and everything. It was like, okay, like, and then how, you know, you'd hear stories of things happening where there really wasn't informed consent going on. And I was like, well, if that can happen in like a surgical, you know, suite or like a med surge floor, it can totally happen in the birthing center part of the hospital. So um, I didn't want to subject myself to that or have that be like a possibility as much as I could allow it. Um, and home birth, you know, like people would always ask me like, well, what do you think about home birth? And would you guys want to do a home birth? And I'm not opposed to it at all. Um, but my husband wasn't quite on board with a home birth yet. And um, I'm not, you know, I wasn't going to force him. I wasn't going mm-hmm. to, 
you know, be like, you know, I'm, I'm doing this. Like I trust my body. I'm doing this, whether you like it or not, because and I, and I understand like the whole thought behind, like, you know, your body is intelligent and we just need to trust the woman because she knows what to do. I completely agree with that. But at the same time, like if you're in a partnership or in a relationship with, you know, with your spouse, you, you're a team. And I didn't want him to feel like, you know, he was really struggling to keep himself afloat mentally or just like put him in a position where he was very uncomfortable. Um, Mm -hmm. So we, we had a lot of conversations about it. Um, you know, I went through the phase where I was like, I really want a home birth. And I was, you know, really emotional. And then I kind of came to, and I was like, well, there's the birthing center that we could go to. Um, and, you know, ultimately like I knew that, you know, I wanted him to be that emotional and mental support during labor. And, you know, if we were at home, I, you know, I wasn't sure that he could, he could be that, um, Mm -hmm. So I wasn't going to force it, force it on him. So yeah. I am thankful that we have a birthing center, you know, fairly close by that we could um, take advantage of to, to have her at instead. Yeah, for sure. So how were you feeling as you approached your due date? Um, <laughs> uh, anxious. Well, yeah, I mean, so I ended up going to 42 weeks with her. Um, wow. And yeah, that, you know, that is those last couple of weeks were probably the most challenging. Oh, I'm sure. You know, and I knew that, you know, it, it's just a, an estimation date, right? It's mm-hmm. not exact. Um, my due date was at January 7th and she didn't end up coming till January 21st. But I, you know, knew that once I hit 38 weeks, she could come any day after that. So really that whole five week period of time, it was like, I was ready, you know, mm-hmm. I was I was ready to go. I was like, it could happen any day. Um, but one thing that I think probably held me back was um, I was still working and I ended up working until I think it was January 5th or 3rd, like that week before her due date. Mm-hmm. And I was planning on go- continuing to work until I went into labor, but I realized, you know, that mentally I might not be able just to relax and prepare my body until I let that piece of life go for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just super uncomfortable. I had, you know, sciatic pain and I was just huge (laughs) at that point (laughs) and exhausted. And so I think, you know, just, I was trying to do too much. Um, Mm -hmm. And some people like, man, like if, if you can work up until you go into labor, that's awesome. Good for you. But, and I think the other piece of it too, was like, I did not want to go into labor, like at the office. I was like, mm-hmm. cause then there was the whole conundrum of like, do I drive home? Do I just yeah drive to the birthing center? Like, do I call my husband to come get me? Like, what do I do? You know? Yeah. Uh, because my office is like 20 minutes, like 20 minutes away from my house, which is basically halfway to the birth center. So it's like, okay, you know, yeah. and of course we don't know how fast it's going to go at that time. Mm-hmm. So I was, yeah, I think I was all stressed about that. So I stopped working, hoping that she would come that weekend and she didn't. Um, (laughs) You had a whole two weeks at home. (laughs) Yeah. Which ended up being really great. I ended, I think I was like vacuuming every day, you know, just keeping the house super clean because I was like, Hey, you don't, you never know. She might come today. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, towards the end though, you know, of course, like once I got to, you know, 40 and a half weeks and then 41 weeks, you know, my midwife started talking to me about like, Hey, like we do need to have some sort of a plan in place in case, 
you know, you don't go into labor. Mm -hmm. And um, she told me that, you know, if I don't go into labor, I think it was by 41 and six or 42, um, one of those two, she would have to consult with OBGYN at the nearby hospital. And I remember like being in the shower that one of those mornings after that appointment, and it just hit me. Like I had like a deer in headlights moment. Like I have not thought about hospital birth at all. And what if that's going to be my story? Mm -hmm. And I kind of had, you know, this moment of almost panic and just feeling like, I don't want to do this. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. that, that just would be the worst thing ever. And, you know, I was like, okay, like gotta get back to, you know, the the right mindset. It's going to go into labor at the, at the perfect time. It's all going to turn out. Um, and I can still have the birth that I, that I want. Um, but yeah, I really was like, all right, I just got to get dialed in on my mindset and really like, you know, start thinking like the positive, happy thoughts and get the oxytocin mm-hmm. flowing. Because yeah, really. I think that I was still stressed at that point. I was still like, okay, when's it going to happen? I was doing curb walking. I was doing the mile circuit. I was doing all these things like every day. And it was helpful when my midwife was like, I think you're probably just trying to do too much. Just uh-huh. relax. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Don't That's do nice advice today. <laughs> you're like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Just just chill, just feel at yeah. home. And I was like, okay. Just like take um, the stress out of it and let it just, yeah. yeah. So when did contraction start and when did you know it was time to contact your midwife? Yeah, I, so it was a Friday, which that was 41 and, and six. And mm-hmm. I, at 41 and three and four, I had serial membrane sweeps. So we were doing like a bunch of stuff. I was going uh-huh. to you know, the birth center a couple times that week, you know, having appointments, like getting serial membrane sweeps. Um, and then they were like, well, you know, hey, last resort, we can do the midwife's brew, um, which that's that shake with castor oil and uh, oh, almond butter yeah. and apricot nectar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, but, I, you know, we we're going to keep it as a last resort because if it works, it's going to work right away. Mm-hmm. So Friday morning, so I was communicating with them. Friday morning, they were like, all right, why don't you go ahead and take it? And I didn't have anything in the house. And so I had to go out to the store and turns out like I couldn't find apricot nectar anywhere. Um, (laughs) One of the ingredients is like lemongrass oil. And I, that's not in traditional like supermarkets. Thankfully my mom had some, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was just, I was like (laughs) running around for like probably two hours trying to find these ingredients. So I finally took it at like one or two in the afternoon. And it was so funny because my husband's like, why don't you just take it tomorrow morning at this point? And I was like, no, I just want to take it, you know, get it over with. I mean, at this point, Mm -hmm. we got to get things going. Um, So I took it and I was, I was ready. I was ready for things to start happening, but literally nothing happened. Oh my gosh. No nausea. That baby was like so comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) She was, yeah. She was, she was stuck there. So took it and went all afternoon, just kind of waiting for things to happen. Um, nothing, nothing happened. And so by dinner time, I was like, well, I'm just going to eat a normal dinner because, you know, I just, I'm I'm not obviously not throwing up at this point. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well eat. Um, and we just decided to make it a really a good night. You know, my son was going to sleep over at my parents just in case things started. We ended up bringing him back home because we were like, you know, Hey, 
this is going to be one of our last nights as a family of three. So we just want to be together. Mm-hmm. So we just made a nice dinner. Um, we played a game of Mario Party, which is one of our fam- favorite like winter family activities. Um, and after dinner, I did end up going to the bathroom. Like I went to the toilet and I was like, all right, well, I mean, at least I know that I'm, I'm cleaned out. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> <Yeah, right>. wise. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's um, a good sign though. <laughs> yeah. Which, which that's great. I mean, you know, no one likes to have to, you know, do that during birth. So uh, I was yeah. glad to like have that part <laughs> taken care of. Um, but I do remember like during that game Mario party, I had my exercise ball out and I was like moving around on it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to bounce more and, and rock back and forth. And so the game of Mario Party was a really good distraction because mm-hmm. um, con- contractions were definitely starting. They were super low, like way below my belly button. So I think that part of the reason why I wasn't convinced it was labor, because I was like, maybe it's just like, like my intestines are still super upset. You right. Know? Yeah. So I, you know, just did to them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we ended up doing that and then going to bed early. And we all like snuggled in our, in our big bed together and fell asleep. I woke up about an hour later to tuck uh, my son into his own bed. And then I tried to go back to sleep and lay there for maybe, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes. And I realized like, I can't sleep. Um, Like there's definitely something going on. Like I'm definitely having contractions. Um, They're strong enough where I can't sleep through them. So I decided just to get up and listen to some music and get myself ready in mm-hmm. case this was it. Um, and I, you know, I really wanted to look like, you know, put together for birth. Um, mm-hmm. That was just important to me. So I like put on like the the sports bra I wanted to wear. I like washed my face. I put on the makeup and, um, you know, I was like, hey, if I'm going to be working super hard, I might as well look, <laughs> look <laughs> yeah, good doing as it. good as you can, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was at like 1130 midnight. So I'm up and I'm in our, in our vanity and I'm getting ready and I'm listening to music. And it took me an hour just to like wash my face and put my makeup on because contractions were pretty strong at that point where I had to stop and breathe through them. And then at some point, um, and I, and I still hadn't really timed them at all. Like, I think I had timed them around like 839, right before I went to bed. I'd shoot my midwife an email and I was like, Hey, this is what's going on. And she's like, all right, like, you know, just go to bed. I'll touch base with you in the morning. Cause we were all totally expecting it to just go through the night and yeah. you know, not to progress. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, when I, when I was in there getting ready, um, I decided to time my contractions at some point and they were still like, they were, they were strong. I don't remember the numbers, but I was like, all right, I'm still, I'm still good. Like I can still work through this. I'm not like having to verbalize, you know, working through mm-hmm. them or anything like that. And I, you know, let my husband sleep because not that I want to be alone, but I am more that person, like where if I'm focused, I'd rather just, just do it and get right. in the zone mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a really sweet time. Um, you know, I was in there just, you know, working through them, getting myself ready. And I was like, all right, like maybe whether it's in a few hours or several hours from now, this is definitely, it's definitely going to be Saturday. It's going to, this is going to be the day. So I was just getting excited, um, working through them. And then at some point my husband did wake up and he, so he comes in and he sees me and he's like, 
what are you okay? What's what's going on? And I'm like, <laughs> Why are you putting on makeup right I'm now? Like, I'm definitely <laughs> having contractions. Definitely things are happening, but it's not going to be for a few more hours. You can go back to bed. He's mm-hmm. like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then like they kept getting stronger and around one thirty, I decided to time them. And again, I didn't write down the numbers, but at that point they were lasting like a good close to two minutes from what I recall. And they were pretty close together. So I was like, all right, I'm going to call my midwife, right? Because I didn't want to be that person that was calling the midwife every like couple hours. Right. You know? I know. <laughs> you know? Um, but I called my midwife because I was like, I think I probably should start to think about going in. Because the other thing is that we lived 35 minutes away from, mm-hmm. from the birth center. Yeah. So we had quite a drive to get there. Um, so I called her and I realized at that moment that I could not talk through these contractions anymore. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was scary. alone. So I wasn't, I wasn't talking. I wasn't like, you know, chatting with Josh, my husband, I was just by myself. And so I didn't realize, oh my gosh, these are so strong. I cannot, I can't get a word out. Oh um, so then she's like, my midwife, I can, you know, they're probably timing them on the phone, listening, and that like midwives are so awesome that way. Like they can pick up on so much just yeah. over the phone. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it is. It's so cool. <laughs> so cool. Um, so she's like, yep. Okay. And she's super calm. She's like, all right, I will, you know, head over there and, and you guys, you know, come on over. I think it's time. I'm like, all right. So I, I had gone downstairs to make the phone call to not wake anybody up, but I, so I barely make it back upstairs, I wake up my husband and I'm like, we have to go now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and he flies out of bed, just flies out of bed. And he previously was a firefighter. And so he knows like that if it's go time, you have to be ready in like 30 seconds. And he flies out of bed. He's like throwing on his clothes, you know, grabbing his toothbrush. He goes to wake up our son. Cause again, like our son is home uh-huh. and we had, <laughs> and we had a plan. Like we knew that like, all right, like my parents' house is on the way. We're going to drop him off. He'll just run out. You know, he's got like his own bedroom there. So we wake up Gabe, my son, he throws on his coat and shoes and just goes and sits in the car because he's like, all right, that's what I got to (laughs) do. So we finally leave, but it took me forever. Like all I was trying to do was like, you know, grab my, my bag and grab a water. And I mean, at that point I had to get down on all fours and Mm -hmm. verbally work through my contractions. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is not happening at home. (laughs) (laughs) It might. (laughs) Yeah, it might. Um, so we finally make it in the car. We drive, drop my son off and get on the expressway. And I don't know to this day how fast my husband drove, but it was fast, very fast. (laughs) Um, I mean, thank God there wasn't a snowstorm and Mm -hmm. we weren't in rush hour. Um, my gosh. Yes. Cause it was like three in the morning, you know, it was the dead of night. And I knew like mentally again, like I had to you know, get, keep myself strong because we passed two hospitals on the way. Like I, I know the route we drive by two hospitals. And so I had moments where I was like, should we just like, should we just call it, pull in, deliver Mm -hmm. there? It'll be fine. And I was like, no, no, no. Like I want my birth center birth. I can do this. I can make it. Um, but crazy thing is I went through transition in the car, Oh gosh, which was, intense. It was super intense. Um, I just think like the position I was in, I was in the back of our SUV on my knees, leaning over the seat, um, not sitting in the front seat. A friend told me, do not sit in the front seat if you are in labor. She's like, Uh it is the worst decision ever. And so I remember that. And so I sat in the back 
Um, but I definitely noticed the difference and the transition phase in the car. Um, and so that was intense. I definitely like, yeah, I was just <laughs> praying and my husband, you know, started like speaking, you know, positive out loud and praying out loud that we would make it there. So we made it there and um, the midwives were there ready to greet us and they had the the birth tub all, you know, getting filled up um, oh, nice. as I was walking in, which was awesome. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is so nice because, you know, we didn't have to do any of that. It was yeah. already there waiting for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so many people like don't have enough like hot water and if they're at home. So that is a plus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was excited to get in the water. Like with my first, with my son, I did not give birth in the water. And I remember trying to just sit in the tub for relaxation and I and I hated it. Like I hated the water. And so I was like curious if I would want to be in the water for this one. Um, I wasn't sure, but at the same time, I kept having like, I kept envisioning birth and I would envision myself giving birth in the water. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, like, you know, I'll just be open to wherever. And it's so cool at the birth center, you know, they're so flexible. Like you could be in the bathroom, in the shower, on the bed, in the water, like wherever you feel most comfortable, they'll work with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we got there and they checked vitals and checked the baby and everything was good, but it was so funny because the midwife was like, okay, the baby still seems a little bit high. I think you'll be laboring for a while longer. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, but then in my mind, I'm thinking like, no way, like this no. is happening. This is happening pretty soon. Like I can't imagine doing this for another like two to three hours. Like it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was super cool. I, I got into the water, into the tub. And um, if you saw like the photos I sent you, it, it was such a beautiful room. The, mm-hmm. the ceiling is like fiber optic twinkling lights. So it's like, wow. and then they dim all the rest of the lights. And so it's very peaceful, very serene. Um, the tub I was in was this, this giant round tub um, with plenty of room to move around and there's lights in there, like a jacuzzi. And it's just, it's so awesome. So when, once they got us all settled, they let us be, which, you know, again, is, is so amazing about this birth center. Like they, they want to make it as close to a home birth as possible, Mm -hmm. but still being there, providing that support. So they let us be, um, had a few more contractions. And at that point, like I knew, like I could feel like her head was, was coming down. Um, so I had, I had my husband call them back in and they asked me like, do you feel like do you feel like you could push? And I was like, I feel like I'm involuntarily pushing. Like that urge was just taking over. Mm-hmm. He was like, all right, we'll try to put some effort behind the pushes. And so um, coaching me through it, um, you know, I pushed a, a couple times. I don't remember how many times. Um, and I, she gave me a mirror at that point too, which was really cool. Like, um, you know, to be able to see and like track, you know, your progress. Mm-hmm. Um so that was really awesome to have a mirror to be able to see. And because I wanted to, to catch her if I could, um, that was another thing that I had envisioned was me catching baby. Um, and I was in the tub by myself, like my husband, again, like he wanted, he does best and I do best with him just being the emotional and like the verbal support. Like he doesn't have to be touching me. In fact, I don't really want him touching me. (laughs) He's just, (laughs) he's this there. He's just a few feet away. 
um, you know, encouraging me, telling me I can do it. So um, I push and her head comes out in the water and then like the contraction subsides. So her head is there and I'm holding her head in my hand and uh-huh. she's got brown hair, which uh-huh. none of us have brown hair. I mean, as ba- like my husband does now, but as babies, I, all of us were, were super blonde. Uh-huh. So she had really dark hair. Um, and I was holding her head in my hand and like stroking her ear and like, it hit me like, here she is. Yeah. Um, wow. which was really cool because, you know, I, I feel like for a long time in pregnancy, I had a harder, I had a harder time connecting with her. Um, I'm not really sure why, but just like, it didn't feel real to me a lot of the time, mm-hmm. but in that moment it, it hit me and it was like, all right, here, she's, she's here. She's coming. That's so cool. Um, and so it feels like an eternity, right? When you, when you wait for the next contraction, although it's probably oh, not. Yeah. it's true um so while while we were waiting for the next contraction my midwife was asking right do you you think you want to catch and I said yep I I I can do it I can catch and so she almost like she wanted to have me sit more like sit more and recline a little bit but I was like kneeling on my knees and almost like a squatting position but on my knees um, and that just felt like the most comfortable to me, probably just because of the like gravity helping. So right. Much. Yeah. Um, and so then with the next contraction, I pushed her out. She came out and I was able to bring her right up to my, my chest. Oh. Um, and it was, it was so cool. It was, yeah, it was just the, the, the most awesome feeling. That's <laughs> amazing. Be able to catch her and hold her for the first time. Like and my hands were the first hands on her. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was amazing. That is so and cool. She was quiet at first. Yeah. Took her, she kind of just like looked around. She wasn't you know super vocal at first. So we just kept talking to her saying like, hi, baby girl. We didn't have a name picked out for her quite yet. So we were just saying hi, baby girl over and over again. And um, she was so alert that first hour, like not like, like she cried, but she wasn't like super, super vocal. It was, she wasn't screaming or anything. Thing, but she was very alert. Like she just was looking all around. <laughs> like, where am I? <laughs> With these huge eyes, like, what just happened? <laughs> oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. It was super awesome. I remember at one point, like they helped me out of the the birth tub and um the the placenta came eventually, which like that, you know, obviously is at that point everything else is like just annoying. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because you're like, all right, I delivered the baby. I want to be done. Like this should uh-huh. be over. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's so true. Yeah, you forget about it too. Like after you have the baby, you're just like, oh, I'm done. Oh no, you're yeah. not done. <laughs> you're like no, no, they have to check you to make sure you didn't tear and you got to, yeah. you know, deliver the placenta and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Which, in um afterbirth pains. Oh my gosh, I had no idea. No. <laughs> no. I like got lucky. I, I I didn't get it like super bad. So, but some people do. Yeah. And I didn't know what it was, which again is so funny because I've been around like birth and babies. Yeah. And for some reason, I had never, ever heard of afterbirth pains <laughs> and they were just as strong as, you know, the contractions. And so I was like, what is this? And they're like, oh yeah. You know, every baby after your first. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? What is yeah, this? So. I, I was lucky. I, I remember getting it a couple times, but my midwife gave me this little like tincture and it, it tasted like mud. It was disgusting. Ooh. But 
I guess it worked because I don't remember getting it really bad even after my third. So I'm like, mm, I guess that whatever that was worked. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I know some people like or like that's was extremely difficult. So and it lasts like even when you're breastfeeding and stuff. So yes, that's, that's yeah. tough. How yeah. did you feel otherwise? Like how was your recovery? It was good. Um, I don't know if this is like TMI, but I did tear, but I did not mm-hmm. need stitches, which, oh, was, that's good. which was great. Yeah, that was really awesome. Um, and that was like a judgment call that the midwives made. And they were like, you know, we can do them if you want, but you know, you really don't need them. And I was like, well, then I'm not going to, no. not going to. <laughs> if you're going to give me the option. Yeah. <laughs> it's <enough>. um, <laughs> So yes, yeah, so the it was it was good. Like we we were able to stay at the birth center for 24 hours after, which you know we weren't in a rush to get out of there. Um, you know it's nice that we we knew that we could go home the next day. We wouldn't be like held there for two or three days like we would be if we were in a hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we we took our time getting home, and yeah, I mean I, I was definitely exhausted. Like you know it's it's true like you know, birth and labor really is like running an ultra marathon. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, I've never run an ultra marathon before. <laughs> My husband's marathon. running I one this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you how he feels after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, it was in it. Recovery was, was good. I mean, I definitely, um, you know, had some things like you know, ready to go, like a lot of bone broth and, you know, a few meals in the freezer that were super nutrient dense, which really helped. Um, my plan was to just rest and stay in bed for the first like two weeks, um, as much as possible. And, you know, that was really awesome. I mean, that was one thing that I didn't really prioritize with my first, I just, I I'm sure I rested. I don't really remember it like super clearly, but I, this time around, just really prioritized just eating, right? Mm-hmm. Like eating the right kinds of food um, and nourishing my body, um, feeding her and just holding her, snuggling her, and then just resting, um, mm-hmm. which I think was really helpful. And um, yeah, I mean, I can't, you know, I can't imagine trying to get up and like do a bunch of housework and trying to keep up with everything. Like, I mean, I remember making my bed one of those days early postpartum and just feeling so drained. And I told my midwife and she was like, don't do that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't do why? it for another few weeks. <laughs> even that can be exhausting. Even folding laundry can be too much. So just, mm-hmm. just rest, let your body recover, um, which was very helpful advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. So do you have any advice for moms who may be considering a med-free birth? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, a few actually. Um, the first would be to, you know, I feel like they say this in every, every podcast that I've listened to of yours, but the feeding yourself the right kind of information Mm -hmm. is so, so important. Um, I can't express that enough. You know, I mean, there is at one point a family member had made a comment to me about, she was worried that, you know, the baby was going to be too big. And, you know, she was really getting worried about it. And because I was overdue and I was like, stop, you know, everything is going to be fine. Like she is going to be the perfect size. And she actually was small. Um, she was only six pounds, four ounces. Oh, so wow. being a 42 week baby, you know, there, obviously she was a little bit growth restricted, um, you know, 
I don't know why, but she needed every last moment in there. Yeah, for sure. I can't imagine if I've been induced at like 38 weeks or 39 weeks, mm-hmm. might've had to spend time in the NICU or something. So, mm-hmm. you know, the body knows <laughs> exactly when the baby needs to come and it will hold on to the baby for as long as it needs to make sure that she's healthy and ready to come into the world. And, um, you know, so I really was diligent about making sure like I was eating enough healthy fats. And so that would be like my other piece of advice. So, so the first is feeding yourself the right information, you know, listening to the, all the, the great podcasts, talking to people that are only going to encourage you in what your goals are. Um, and then the second would be prioritizing your nutrition um, and and making sure that you're getting enough of those really good nutrients and healthy fats, protein, all the micronutrients, because that help, I feel like that helped me so much with my recovery um, because I was eating well throughout. And then afterwards I was prioritizing, you know, the right kinds of food right away. Um, and then the third would be to do some pelvic floor physical therapy <laughs> sooner than later. Um, you know, she's eight months or yeah, she just turned eight months and I'm still, you know, dealing with some like uh, sciatic pain and just a really weak core. And I took a few months to, um, to start any, any like pelvic floor PT or anything like that. And I even could have done it before I had her. And mm-hmm. I feel like I would have really benefited a lot from that. So that would be one thing that if I would go back, um, I would, I would start that during pregnancy and then just continue it on and, you know, start it up again as soon as I could postpartum, because, um, I feel like that would have been a game changer as far as like postpartum, like pain and things like that. Um, and I would say also chiropractic adjustments is huge. Like I've gotten adjusted, um, on and off since like my first son, but really consistently and regularly through this, through this last pregnancy. And just, I mean, with your body, how much it moves and shifts, (laughs) you know, with your hips and pelvis and, and everything, it's like, you know, I got adjustments, you know, I don't remember when my last one was, it was probably only a few days before I had, I had her and it, it helps so much with, um, just the whole process and making sure your body is, is in the right position so that baby can come out, um, in the best way possible. So those would be my big, big pieces of advice. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. And I don't hear enough people talking about the pelvic floor PT. So I think that's a good one for, you know, people who haven't heard of it, um, to go and check that out for sure. So do you have a way that our listeners can get in touch with you? Um, yeah, I mean, I am kind of on a social media fast right now. (laughs) Um, I took all the apps off my phone, um, which has been really awesome, but I still check my Instagram and Facebook. Um, they can find me on Instagram. It's Nadine Desmit underscore RN. Um, and then I'm on Facebook, just Nadine Desmit, um, my, my name, my first and last name, they can find me on there. Um, and yeah, yeah, I would, I would love to encourage anybody in natural birth and just telling them that they can do it. I truly believe like it's, it's an art and something that we've, you know, lost over the years, but, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's the way things are meant to be. And, um, it's so empowering. It's, it's one of those things that once you realize, like once you do it and you realize like just the intensity that you can go through and withstand 
mm-hmm. it changes so much in your daily life. Yeah, it's so true. Oh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your stories. I loved hearing them. Awesome. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Of course. Thank you so much for listening. And if you are enjoying the podcast, don't forget to give a rating and review wherever you're listening and follow along on Instagram at Birth Naturally. Thanks. They say giving birth is equivalent to running a marathon, but what about being pregnant and building a company from scratch while taking over the multivitamin aisle? That is the story of Ritual's founder, Kat Schneider, who started Ritual because she couldn't find a prenatal she could trust. Ritual has been great. I have been taking it for a month now, and... I am so impressed. I mean, I've talked about the fact that they taste great, which is huge because we all know how a lot of multivitamins taste and it's not that great. So that is a big plus. But they also have these amazing vitamins that support your baby's development before and during pregnancy. They use high quality ingredients with nature identical choline and clinically studied folate to support baby's neural tube development before and during pregnancy. They're also vegan, and they use sustainably sourced omega-3 DHA to support baby's brain development uh, during pregnancy as well. Why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it is the real deal. Ritual has an amazing Black Friday deal going on right now so you can save big 40% off from November 13th until the 28th. 40% off your first month and discount applied at checkout. No code needed. Just go to ritual.com slash birth naturally.